Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Traina. We're out early this week. Going to try to jump on the uh, Super Bowl here and this big Adnan Verk story that Andrew Marshan of the New York Post broke. Uh, if you're a regular listener to the SI Media Podcast, you know Marshan is a regular guest, and uh, he was the man to get on today. I tried for Tracy Wilson. I thought what happened to her at the end of the Super Bowl was great, uh, but CBS said she's uh, not speaking to anyone today, so... Couldn't get Tracy, even though we tried. So we have Andrew to get into this Adnan Verk story. Adnan uh, from ESPN was fired for leaking information. It comes out now that it was too awful announcing. And Andrew will give you all the details on that. And then we review and recap the telecast from Super Bowl 53. Hopefully our discussion is a little livelier than the game. So we're going to get to it right now. Adnan Verk and Super Bowl 53 recap with New York Post columnist and reporter Andrew Marshan right here on the SI Media Podcast. All right, joining me now, regular, had to have him on today after he broke this big ESPN story about Adnan Verk, and then I figured we could get into the uh, Super Bowl. going to post this nice and early and, and get this up for everyone since things are crazy on this Monday. New York Post sports columnist slash sports reporter Andrew Marshan. Andrew, are you exhausted after breaking the Verk story and then covering the Super Bowl last night. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not as tiring as covering baseball, so I'm fine. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot. But, uh, again, the Yankees are much more difficult. For those who don't know, Andrew covered the Yankees for ESPN New York for many, many years, and now he's doing the media beat. Um, I, I'd like to start with Verk instead of the Super Bowl. Are you okay with that? 
Yeah, it's fine. All right, so he was fired. For those who don't know, Adnan Verk does baseball tonight, and I guess he does Sports Center too. He does sport. He he probably has, but he right. he mostly does baseball tonight, college football, studio, right? College football, college right. basketball studio, some play by play, and you know he fills in a lot on ESPN Radio. Right. So he was fired for leaking information to. Uh, now it comes out. Andrew just posted right before we're taping this another story. I guess he leaked information about baseball tonight and ESPN and MLB's relationship to awful announcing. Give us the backstory there before I get into some questions. Yeah, it's slightly complicated, but the feeling was that 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 Adnan had been leaking information, and and on this occasion, what I wrote about, um, according to my sources, is that he preemptively told um, awful announcing reporter there, Ben Koo, about a meeting they were having uh, or conference call they were having about baseball. And then he missed the call, um, you know, some of the call at least, and um, Adnan Verk, that is. And so then after he followed up with the senior coordinating producer for uh, baseball at ESPN, Phil Orleans, Orleans, I should say, uh, and he asked them pointed questions that weren't actually in the conference call. And then those, that information ended up in on awful announcing's website later that day. So it kind of tipped off right. ESPN. And so, you know, they did an investigation and, and they felt like uh, that um, Adnan wasn't truthful or forthcoming when the information, you know, then they figured out what happened. Um, so, it was unclear if he had been truthful, if he would have kept his job, but uh, it probably would have helped. Now, uh, let me start with this. I would assume most ESPN personalities leak information to people off the record in the media. Why? Do you know why ESPN is making this such a big thing? Well, I think the premeditated um, nature of it right. is what they really, you know, he was kind of like going out of his way. I think from their point of view, uh, that's number one. Number two, and this is to all my sources out there, if you're listening, use your personal phone. Do not use your company phone. <laughs> that would be a recommendation. So we're good. We're all good out there. Right. We're all good. You can text me, tweet me, email me, do whatever you need to do, but uh, just do it on um, your, you know, your uh, personal phone. It it does seem like a a very strange thing for someone to get fired over. I could see a suspension, um, you know, miss some assignments, take them off this, take them off that. But firing seems it doesn't seem like the punishment fits the crime. Am I wrong? Well, that's what uh, the Verk side feels that you know there should have been a warning first, and then from there, um, you know, you could have. Um, you know, had some sort of, you know, you, you make good of things. Usually in contracts um, at ESPN, you have some sort of language that where you have the right to um, to figure out if you, if you have, if you, if, you, if you do something wrong, you have the, if you have, um, that's a certain term for it, but there's a clause in there where you're allowed to correct that uh, wrongdoing. Uh, so I th- that's definitely was their view of how things should have gone down. ESPN's view is that, um, they give you all kinds of compliance training, and especially about the classified information, and you're not supposed to leak it. So there's your warning. Um, you know that's why Adnan Verk is you know looking at Connecticut lawyers 
to see if, um, you know, what kind of suit he'd have. Right. Well, I mean, an employee can fire an employee anytime they want, can't they? I mean, so he had a four-year contract. He's not getting paid for the rest of the contract? As of right now, he's not getting paid for the rest of the contract. Right. So they'll settle and and make it go away. This will never get to court, don't you think? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, they might, they might settle. I'm not, I'm not positive. I mean, um, you know, at the moment I would say we're, we're a long ways from there. Um, but you know, if they feel like they had grounds to fire them, I'm sure they did it with, uh, lawyers involved and they thought about the, uh, implication. So, um, he could, he could, you know, they, they could settle, make it go away. Um, you know, cause he didn't get a severance at least at the moment. Uh, so, so will it make it to, you know, I guess you're, if I were to guess, maybe you're right, but, uh, but we'll have to see. What is, what is the, what's the feeling from ESPN on air talent about this? Have you talked to anyone? Has anyone leaked to you about, um, are they, are they, are they, are the people in Bristol who are on air people, are they like, what the hell is going on here? Do they, have you heard that Verk maybe has done some other shady things? What, is there any feeling yet from those in Bristol? Yeah, Verk is very popular. I mean, if you see him on the air, affable guy. Uh, so the, the, from what I've heard, you know, people, like anything, anybody gets fired, but especially a likable person, uh, yeah, there's disappointment on that. Um, you know, and, you know, I've gotten some texts if they're going to, I'm not going to name the name, <laughs> but somebody in no, particular, no. if they're going to let go of people for, uh, for leaking, then why isn't, such and such. I'm not going to say the person's name. Right. Why isn't that person uh, been let go? Um, so yeah, there there is a feeling of um, sadness because you know they like him. Um, but uh, you know I've, I've talked to everybody. Um, I talked to a few people, and he's popular. And you know I don't think here's the thing. I don't think this is career ending. I think it was dumb. I think he's going to land on his feet, and it's all going to be fine. It was just kind of shocking because it was he just signed a new contract. And it was a lot out of nowhere uh, for this to happen. Now, now, do you think there's like a little Jordan rules going on here? Because every every company, uh, whether it's ESPN, SI, The Post, certain people are able to get away with things that other people can't. Um, so if this was, I don't know, throw out any, any you know, big name over there. Let's say this was a Fowler. They're not firing Chris Fowler. So, no, probably not. I right. agree with you. That, that, that point hasn't been made to me. Uh, Adnan Verk, I do think, kind of was a rising star guy on the way up, but, uh, but he isn't Stephen A. Right. He isn't Chris Fowler. He's not Jeff Van Gundy. You know, there's a lot of guys out there who they could have, um, you know, they had this situation that I don't think they'd be let go. So is he but, – but here's the thing. I do think he, he didn't I, – I, I don't know if he should have been – it's weird because it's such a, like, silly topic – but I do think how it went down, um, he just didn't act smart. <laughs> you know, that, like, yeah, nice guy um, and, and, a, and, a, and a talent on the air. But just in the situation, he just, if he, he just didn't, it just, I don't know, the, the, the idea to, to leak this to awful announcing uh, for what gain, uh, I don't really see. Um, but uh, if it was, you know, being naive about it, uh, it just was a little bit, uh, you know, and then the, the punishment well, does seem extreme. Well, there is. I mean, I don't know this to be the case. I'm, I'm. This is pure speculation. I don't know Adnan Verk. I've never. I don't think I've ever had a conversation. I've never met him. I don't 
think I've ever spoken to him. But just as a media person and media observer, I would imagine there are people who leak things to Awful Announcing, Richard Deitch, Andrew Marshan, so those people don't write negatively about them. Yeah, well, if they're listening right now, I don't do that. Right. I don't right. Other people. Right. I tell people, no, I don't. You can tell them, I don't ask anybody. I don't. You get no favors. You're I mean, always going to be a little softer if someone's a source for you. You know, well, no, I will. I'll give you that. If you if you have a relationship with somebody, you may not be as um, you may not be as harsh. But I will not. I'm telling you, we, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'll tell you. I'll just call you up and be like, hey, listen, this is what I'm writing, and that's what I and that's how it works. Right. So I'm just I'm just know, saying. You, again, I don't know this to be the case. I don't know Adnan Verk, but you had said, you know, you think it's a silly thing for him to. You know, for him to be sloppy about this and give awful announcing this information about baseball tonight that no one really cares about, um, you know, uh, the the mindset there could be, oh, I'll let me give them this information, and then when they do their, you know, ten rising stars at ESPN, I get on the list. It's not that I guess so, but I guess I would do that year three of my contract, not year <laughs> one. All right, <laughs> I started leaking like crazy year three. I mean, I don't know if he gets on a awful announcing top ten list right now. You got four years left. You got to make that awful announcing, whatever. If that's even important, no offense, awful announcing. But if let's say it is important, um, then uh, make that in two, 2022, 2023. That's when I aim for that. Now you you hinted on this, or you touched on this in your in your article. So when ESPN put the pieces together and figured out he was leaking stuff to awful announcing, they confronted him, and then he denied it. And then they yes. Then they went to him with the yeah, proof. Yeah, he denied it on on, like, on a few occasions where he had a chance to just say, "Yeah, I did it." And then he, he was also using his company phone to do it. Right. So that's not a good move. Again, right. people out there, it's okay. We're good. They're not gonna. I don't think they're coming after everybody. Use your personal phone. <laughs> don't use your work phone. I mean, I would. I mean, that's that's kind of leaking one on one. Andrew's nervous. He's gonna lose his sources now. I'm not nervous. I just want them to be aware. I can get that. There's no better way to get a mass, to, get, to have them hear this than to say it here. So this is the bat phone going out on the train of podcast that we're good. So all you ESPN sources for Andrew, don't use your work phone. Now, do you think, now, do you think this is a one-off, or do you think ESPN, could this be a movement here where they're trying to clamp down on talent being sources for people like you, me, and... Awful announcing and the others? Not really. I, I really think this is, if you read my story, you know, I went back and forth with a lot of sources before I wrote this latest story. It's um, it's a little convoluted. I don't think this is some sort of crackdown on information. I think, will it scare some people? Yeah, it's possible. But I don't think it's some major crackdown. They decided to, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, find all the leakers in this building because it has been pointed out by a number of people, you know, they, they won't have anybody to, to do the shows. Right. There's a lot of people talking. It's a, it's a media business, a lot of gossiping going on out there. Uh, but, but, you know, that said, I, th- I think this was a unique circumstance and how it went down and also how the information was kind of, I think it's important to, to note that the, about the meeting and then the fact that the, Things that ended up in that story were not even discussed during the, I mean, the conference call. Right. Those things weren't even discussed in the conference call. Then you have a conversation with your boss right after, and 
you're asking pointed questions and then those questions appear, you know, on the website. It just, it's kind of just a weird kind of, it just, it wasn't well thought out. Now, it's, again, yeah, it, in Adnan's, in Adnan's offense, though, he didn't, I don't know, it's not a federal crime he committed, um, but it's just, it's just very, it's very odd. I, I could see how it's right. very odd and you're like, and then if he's not truthful, it just sort of starts going spiraling down and you make a decision. I'm not saying it's the right decision, the wrong decision. Could you have suspended him a couple of weeks? Um, and, 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 you know, could that have worked? Yeah, maybe. But, uh, you know, they, they, they went very extreme. It, it almost sounds like he, he got in trouble almost as much for his sloppiness as leaking the information. Like you're going to be yeah, so bold later. as to, you know, use your work phone and all that and do it right after this conference call that you weren't on. Yeah, I would say yeah. Adnan Verk, good broadcaster, bad leaker. And the other thing I would say, too, before we we'll, we'll move on. And also, let me say one other thing, because yeah, yeah. I'm being a little bit, I'm kind of having a little fun there. I think, I, and I wouldn't, if I didn't think this, I, I think Adnan Verk's going to be fine. You know, maybe, I don't know how the lawsuit's going to work out, but he'll, he's going to, this isn't such a terrible offense. Right. That he's not going to be able to find work. Yeah, and and he's, he's talented. I think he's going to do fine. That's why I'm having a little fun with it. If I thought that he wasn't, you know, this was going to be like the end of his career. Right. I do that. Yeah, they could go to the MLB Network and everything could work out. The other thing, too, a lot of places he could go. A lot of places he could go. The other thing I would say is, again, just as, this is just me as a, as an observer in all this. Obviously, I don't know this. I I wonder. I like awful announcing a lot. I think they're legit. I'm not knocking them in any way, shape, or form. I hope it doesn't get interpreted that way. But I also wonder if. You know, if he if he gets caught leaking that to you or Deitch or John O'Rand, I wonder if ESPN doesn't overreact the way they seem to have. I think I wonder if going to, you know, a quote unquote blog, and I don't mean that in a derogatory term. Um, I, wa- I wonder if that's part of why ESPN did what they did here. Yeah, I don't know. I think it had to do more with the premeditated like that. The fact that. Uh, like he was they from their view that he was kind of going out of his way right. to do this. And maybe you're right that it was also announcing. I don't know about that. Um, but I think if it was premeditated for any of the, you know, places that you mentioned or people that you mentioned that it would probably be the same result. I don't know if it, that had anything to do with it. All right. I need to tell the SI media podcast listeners that, This episode is sponsored by Audible. Could listening make you a better parent, a better leader, even a better person? Could listening to motivating fitness programs get you fit? Could listening inspire you to start something new? There's never been a better time to start listening on Audible. With Audible, you get access to an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, and now with Audible Originals, the selection has gotten even more custom with content made for members. I'm going to give you two recommendations for Audible, both by a man who comes on the SI Media Podcast every now and then, James Andrew Miller. And uh, Jim has two books on there you must check out. Those guys have all the fun about ESPN, sort of an oral history of ESPN, and Live from New York, which is the oral history of Saturday Night Live. Both books are tremendous, and most reads can't recommend them enough on Audible. Audible members can choose three titles every month, one audiobook and two Audible originals you can't hear anywhere else. Audible members also get access to exclusive audio fitness programs to start the new year off on the right foot. Listen on any device, anytime, anywhere, at home, at the gym, on your commute, or just on the go. You'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges, rollover credits, and an audiobook library you keep forever, even if you cancel. 
Audible, the most inspiring minds, the most compelling stories, the best place to listen. And SI Media Podcast listeners get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash media or text media to 500-500. Again, audible.com slash media or text media to 500-500. A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash media, M-E-D-I-A, or text media to 500-500, audible.com slash media. Now let's get back to Andrew Marchand. Before we get to the, the Super Bowl broadcast, Romo Nance, Tracy Wolfson, the rating came out Monday morning, lowest rated Super Bowl since tw- uh, 2009. How surprised were you by that? Not terribly. I mean, if you watch the game, uh, it was awful. And so I think that the rating probably is dependent on that casual fan who either sticks with it or doesn't. And he or she uh, wasn't sticking with that one. That was a terrible, terrible football game. And that's one of those games that so that was the normal. Yeah, that would game. I think the game was terrible, and that's why. So do I, mean, you, I don't think there's any other reason. Do you chalk it up strictly to the low-scoring, boring game? I mean, ratings were up all year, right? So why would the Super Bowl be different? Except that low-scoring game, they didn't have New Orleans. New Orleans didn't watch. That hurt them. Right. L.A. is again. I didn't. I don't study these things. I don't. And so I'm sure the L.A. rating. I, I, this is, I didn't look at this, so I don't know this. So if it's wrong, I apologize. But I would think the L.A. rating is probably not as high as maybe other cities do when their teams are in it. Uh, that might have hurt. And I, there might be some Patriot fatigue. But I think there's less of that. Even though we all, I think I speak for everyone who basically, um, even Patriots fans inside must hate the Patriots. We think we all hate the Patriots. Um, so you, but you still want to watch. You, wanna, you were hoping they would lose, and then they don't. Uh, so I did, the dynasty thing, I think that's a actually positive. Brady's a positive. Big stars are positive. Colin Coward, you know, he talks about it all the time. He's dead on. You know, people talk about the NCAA tournament. You know, they want to see Cinderella. They want to see Cinderella. And then you look at the ratings. You want Duke, North Carolina, et cetera, in that uh, championship game. Or at least the ratings say that. So, um, so I think New England didn't hurt um, and, and, would, and more of a help. Uh, but uh, but I do think there's some factors, especially. But the biggest one being it was a very very dull game, and commercials were terrible too, except for the NFL one. The thing that's interesting, dull game, but not decided until late in the fourth quarter. So it's a it's weird to me that people would check out when the game is still in the balance until there were you know until the um, Patriots scored that touchdown there after the great Gronk catch late in the well, maybe middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, I mean you're right. It wasn't it wasn't decided, and you could hope for some excitement, but I think overall there just wasn't a lot of buzz in that game because of the and again like the commercials, Maroon Five also, you know, didn't I help. Them, yeah, but did, a lot of people didn't help. Yeah, a lot of people didn't want that. That people didn't seem to like that one. So uh, uh, you add all that up, and you get a little bit lower rating than you than they than they could have gotten. I, I disagree with you though on the Patriots fatigue. I think that was a little bit of a factor. Just from the response I've gotten on Twitter all day from people saying that, you know, they've had enough of the Patriots and then they, they didn't watch. Cause I of think that. those are the diehards, but I think, right. I think the people you're getting but, on Twitter are the diehards who I guarantee you watch, but you cut me off one. before I could finish my sentence. That's the, all right. It was the, the point the, was stupid. The other thing I was going to say is there was zero, zero buzz and excitement for this Super Bowl. No storylines for two weeks. I mean, how many times can you hear about, Sean McVay's 33, and Tom Brady thinks, you know, they're on the door. I mean, there was nothing going into the Super Bowl. Nothing. 
Yeah. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe that maybe that was a factor. Um, there wasn't there weren't a lot of storylines besides Tony Romo, and that yeah. didn't carry the day. Now, in my column on SI.com, train of thoughts on Monday, I gave the broadcast a B plus. That's game only. I, I I can't watch five hours of pregame. I watched pieces here and there. I was glad to see Iron Eagle on there. Um, I gave the game telecast a B plus. What what would you have given it? Game. I'll give it a solid, yeah, B-plus is about right, B, B-plus. I mean, they didn't have a lot of work to work with. So, right. um, you know, I thought Romo, like you said this, I tweeted about this. I thought he was, I'll give it a B, and I'll tell you why. I'm going to lower it to a B. Nah, it was a B+. good. They're very loose, very loose. Romo, very relaxed, good line. The Reagan, that's got to go right. I mean, that's a good line. That's a subtle, really good line that yep. he threw in there. You know, the thing with the... With the missed kick when he's teasing Nance, that's pretty good. I, I'd like Nance to kind of play off that a little bit more and give me a little more there. But, but the thing that I thought they didn't do is that they didn't really break down far enough for me why Belichick was stopping McVay's offense. I disagree. I thought he did that throughout the game about how the defensive line was – I mean, the – yeah, the Patriots defense was going straight, not going side to side, and that's how they were able to stop the run. I thought he he did it in the first quarter and he did it in the yeah, fourth quarter. Yeah, I would have liked to understand, like, taking, I don't know. And it was not enough about Gurley. I just felt like I didn't get enough of just digging a little bit deeper, which Romo can do, about what was going on defensively and what the scheme was. That uh, I'm not killing them, you're right. They gave you a little bit, but just not enough. Like, I really, I wanted, and again, I, I to be honest, I, I was, I mean, I watched intently, but I was a little bit slightly distracted with the work, you know, stuff that I was working on. Right. Um, but uh, but I, I was watching intently, but I just felt like a little bit more in terms of just getting a little bit deeper, which I think they, they could do in terms of why, the why of it. Yeah. I would I would have liked more on golf. Um, they can't yeah, say... Golf stinking... Yeah. I, and, sorry to interrupt you, but even Goff's thinking, like if you read the Romo column that he did with me, that you know that's told to. I think if you read between the lines of what he said about Goff, you could tell that Romo didn't think Goff is a great player. You know, he's like an well, okay player. He said he's second year, third year, he's made improvement. Sean's helped him. He's a good player. That's from a quarterback talking about another quarterback. You kind of, I think, you kind of, you know, they're grading him on a curve. So if that sounds like a B, that means he really thinks he's like a C minus. To me, that was the story. The number one, for me, that was the number one storyline that came out of that game, and they didn't really address it. And I guess they're in a tough spot there. But if I was a Rams fan, also how about Gurley though? A little more emphasis the, on Gurley. But, like, what is going on with Todd Gurley? Last two games. Uh, for yeah, but for me, Jared Goff basically being petrified for four straight hours. Now I'm listen. I'm not big on. I'm not big on on the. Uh, you know, this guy's nervous, this guy's, uh, you know, emotions. It, Jared Goff was petrified to play in that game for four straight hours last night. And I, w- I would have liked a little more on Goff because, and I know everyone has to, you know, get down on their hands and knees and bow down to Belichick and do the genius thing, which is deserved. And I'm not saying it's not. But Brandon Cooks was wide open in the end zone for a touchdown, and Goff threw a terrible pass. There's nothing to do with Belichick. And then when he threw the pick, there was a guy wide open on a crossing route, and he threw the pick. I mean, yeah, give Belichick yeah, credit for the schemes. They did a great job. Romo was amazing. There's another one. It wasn't on a pick, but where he went deep down the left sideline, and he had somebody un- underneath, and it was uh, 
it was excellent how uh, how Romo just explained his third, fourth yeah. quarter, I, um, I, and he nailed that. Yeah. I know everyone has to show off how smart they are with their football knowledge and talk about Belichick's schemes. Goff was terrible, schemes or no schemes, and he was nervous from the snap to the end, and that's a bad sign. And I would have liked... Also, I also think the thing is he might not be that good. You know what I mean? He's like a well, good player. Well, he's great in the regular like, season. Kinda, yeah, I know. He's a good player, but not a great player. That You needed to beat Brady. And here's the other thing is we're getting into football. Oh, I don't know. I'm getting a little off topic here. But, but Brady, like I, I, the thing about these individual, like saying this guy's the GOAT, so if you elevate Brady to be the GOAT, so do you disregard the fact that he actually threw an interception that would have ended their season, but a guy was lined up offside? And then they scored 13 points. They won because of the defense. And so, like, I just find these conversations so, like, I don't know, rudimentary. It's like the fact is, I mean, I'm not saying he's not the best ever. He probably is. But this didn't really add to it on an individual level. He kind of got carried. He threw three interceptions in the AFC championship. That was, that's why you cover media, not hardcore sports. <laughs> now, let me ask you, did you see anything? Good moment for you. Let, let me give, let me give CBS a little little love here. I think I don't know. I think they may not like me right now. Um, is did you see anything in the pregame show that you like that you'd want to maybe give them praise for? I, Nate Burleson, I wrote about, uh, was excellent. I mean, he's a guy who could really do a crossover thing like Strahan in terms of doing an. I think could do a non sports, uh, non sports show like a Today Show. You know, CBS Good Morning, those type of programs, if he wants. And I, I spoke to his agent yesterday, and I think there is interest there by from Burleson. Uh, so I thought he was excellent. Just his ability to host, not only is he good, he's analyzed. I just think if you watch Nate Burleson hosting something, like a segment, he, he doesn't really look like a football player that much. And if you didn't know he was a football player, uh, you would you'd think, oh, this guy is just a TV host. And that's a huge compliment for an ex-player. And then Iron Eagles, excellent. They used him a lot. I was oh, yeah. kind of surprised how much he was on. Yep. Um, you know, and you know, there's not many guys who can do the play-by-play and host and do it both really well. You know, Costas is probably the best ever. Tarico now. Nance uh, has that ability. You know, Iron Eagles in that group. Um, with the ability to do both play-by-play at an exceptional level, and then you know transition and, and you know host, you know partially host the Super Bowl, you know which I, you don't really think he does. I'm not, you know, he has like a million jobs it seems like, but that right. guy, you know, uh, I don't think he really. I can't remember when he's hosted really before. Um, you know, he's hosted talk shows on WFAN, but um, but he doesn't really host. And just to go in there and smooth, uh, you know, that was good. And then. Uh, Trying to think anything else. The opening, I didn't love the opening. I don't know. I didn't really get it exactly. It was a little too complicated. I think they're trying to top that AFC championship game from last year. It was okay, but right. it just wasn't it wasn't a home run to me. I hate Super Bowl Sunday. I just have to say it. I hate it from start to finish. For me, the season <laughs> because, ends. Two because weeks. you love football, you watch all year and then it's just ruined by all this garbage. Yeah, it's a, it's a spectacle. It's not a game. It's a spectacle. And Yep. You know, I don't need it. You know, the halftime is a half an hour, and I, yeah, it's I, not for the hardcore. You're a hardcore. I hate. You're there every Sunday, right. and the reward you get this is the biggest game of the year, and you got Maroon Five in the middle of it. I you got these stupid commercials about robots. 
the game is played in a neutral zone, which I think is the worst thing in any sport, whether it's the NCAA tournament, whether it's college football, whether it's the Super Bowl. Neutral field is terrible. Um, you know, no way. Then we went at Radio Row. I went down to Radio Row last week. You know, I was in Atlanta. Oh, right. Now I tried to talk you out of that. First, all right. Well, before we get to that, um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else from the Super Bowl from the game. I will say this: it is amazing what row. I've said this before. This is not new, but I thought about it again last night because Nance thought he was basically at. Caroline's in Broadway doing stand-up at one point. It's amazing what Ro- how Romo has changed Nance so much. It's just amazing. Yeah, no, Romo's made, helped Nance a lot. Um, you know, Phil Sims, I think, does a good job in the studio. I think he had, um, you know, his, his time in the booth had, you know, was, was up. Um, and Romo has definitely helped Nance um, because, well, the thing is, Romo is just so relaxed. Up there, you know, a lot of guys would start thinking about being in the Super Bowl. He did not sound like a guy who's thinking that a hundred million people are are watching and I might right. mess up. Um, he was just a guy who was just calling a game, and you know, I think I think also all the attention kind of changed the broadcast a little bit. I don't think he wanted to try to do too much either, which I think was a good move. I think trying to do the prediction thing again, it's just a little. It would come across a little gimmicky, especially if he ended up being wrong. Now, if he's right again on everything. And we did have a guy, Greg Joyce, fine young reporter at the Post. He uh, he tracked all his predictions, and he was six for seven on his predictions. So that's pretty good. But he didn't overdo it with the play calls and all that. Not at all. Not at all. All right. This episode of the SI Media Podcast is also sponsored by Roman. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse. Guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of it myself. I uh, have had a bone sticking out of my left knee for a few months and have done nothing about it, just like Roman says. And the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show that 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com media, fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, go online and get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle. But with Roman, it's really easy, so take care of it. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash media. That's GetRoman.com slash media for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash media. Give me something from Radio Row that was interesting or weird or... It's not that interesting. I didn't think it was as bad as you made out to be. Now, I had a lot of meetings when I was down there, so I didn't spend an inordinate amount of time... Uh, just on Radio Row, but um, yeah, it's like a zoo. Um, it's interesting to see, you know, the dynamic that you probably would be interested in is Mike and Chris. They're like um, about mm, probably their their sets were about fifty yards from each other, and I haven't checked back with anybody. Again, I, again, like I said, I wasn't there that much, but they didn't go on each other's shows. I think there's a little, you know, that the 
when Mike came back, Chris had some criticism. They hadn't spoken since. So that Mike and the Mad Dog, you know, I kind of told you this before that the reunion I don't think is happening. Right. But I think uh, there's further evidence that it's that's not going to happen so, just from what happened at we Radio know, Row. We know the FAN people listen to your words very carefully on this podcast. Are you, are you reporting this friction between Mike and Chris? Yeah, no, I'm not reporting any extra friction. It was reported there was friction between Mike, you know, between me. We were going to throw it. No, not reporting that. I'm just saying that I was, this was earlier, earlier in the week. I was just told from someone, hey, they, they you know, they, they haven't, you know, they're right here. They haven't spoken. You know, maybe they will. You know, the two of them also, as someone pointed out to me, sometimes they, they can have friction and all of a sudden, you know, they could be best friends and, you know, do a, do a spot together. But they didn't do a spot. And a lot of times they've done a spot in the past. So, um, you, know, you know, Mike was, busy doing interviews they did have the porzingis trade um, oh, i want to get so, to that before wait wait save that i want to get to that don't don't say i want to get that hold on but before that I, let's i want to stay on the mike christing fun tech um well but let me did you did you have any did you see mike was there any confrontation because he what did he call I you did, yeah he well, called you a weasel right on the radio a weasel was the word yes and then i went down can you tell the whole story and then i went down there right well, everyone you know, knows like that he, like he offered on the air he offered it on the air for me to go down there. I went down there, and then he never mentioned my name again. But that's okay, so, whatever. So there was a confrontation. A so I could have, I could have, I could have, you know, tried to start a, a thing. Like I said, I wasn't there. There's one day where I could have gone over and tried to, you know, uh, initiate a conversation. He was getting ready for a show. I chose not to. I thought about it, um, but there really wasn't a purpose. You know what I mean? I have his number. I've texted him. Um, a few times, and that the night that happened, I called him a few times. You know, he chooses not to, so I don't know what that would have proved. So, and so know, the, and my, my job is not to try to cause this. So, there was no radio row confrontation with you and Mike. No radio row, no radio row confrontation. Now, I, I had heard from people on Twitter that when the Chris Tupps poor Singus trade went down, Mike was talking to Mike Holmgren and work done. Is that accurate? You know that that I believe is accurate, oh. but I have to tell you, I was in meetings um, when that happened, so I was not listening. I'm in Atlanta. I'm in meetings with people, you know, developing more sources at ESPN. Um, There's a joke. <laughs> other places too. Other, <laughs> other places too. Right. Other places too. Remember, use your personal cell phone, everybody. Unless you're like uh, yeah. really up there, then then use it if you want. You know, one of the top people. Yeah. But um, the uh, um. So I did not hear it, but from what I understand, yeah, that's that was that's an interesting decision. I don't think I, that's what I would gone with. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, way to play it safe. We don't want to cause controversy on this one. All right, any anything <laughs> this else? Is the, this is the biggest problem I have is going on your show. That's where all the issues happen. I, I listen. I could push it a lot more, and I'm I'm gonna wrap it up here. Anything else? Super Bowl, Radio Row, Atlanta, that you would like to get off your chest? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, the the a lot of the stuff's obvious. The media day is just the that first media day. That's it's just a total joke. You know, I know that you know, regular people listening to say I don't care about reporters, but it's just an insult I, to reporters I need to, to have music playing. Yeah. It's just, it's an insult. I need and to I need, wait wait. Now, I need to I need to cut you off and interrupt you. I'm being a bad host, but I have to do this because we have a tweet that just came in here from James Andrew Miller that I'd like to read you. Quote yeah. quote curious. Is there an internal investigation going on right now inside ESPN to see who leaked the Adnan Verk firing 
and that would be yeah. to you. So yeah. you're right in the middle of trouble again. Yeah. Who leaked Adnan Verk's firing to Andrew Marshan? That's what ESPN should be investigating, according to James Andrew Miller. Your response? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess they could look into that, and they could look into you know, any story that's been out there. Did, but do you know I if the, a lot of people. Do you know if the person who leaked this to you was using their work phone or their personal phone? <laughs> I did not inquire. Well, I talked to a lot of people, but I did right. not inquire which phone they were using. All right. The original person. Yeah, I got you. All right, you want to go back to Atlanta or you want to just say goodbye? You were saying something about Godella, and I don't know if anyone cares. Uh, yeah, yeah so it's the obvious stuff. So, nah, nobody cares. Let them go. The press, confer- go the press conference with their next podcast. Were you at the press conference with Goodell? Yes, I asked a question. Uh, I, yes, I, that's right. I saw you on TV. That's right. Are so pe- I should have asked. I had a better question. You want to know my- Yes. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, well, you know, I wrote a thing about Schefter, you know, that's the story about the referees. Yes. So I could have asked. Goodell, how much of an impact did you think the fact that the referees were from Los Angeles right. um, had on the, their last call? I think I'd rather you ask Schefter what happened to his Condoleezza Rice store scoop. Yeah, they claim that's still a scoop, ESPN. And I, I, keep, I argue with some of their people like that was... Schefter's very good. Let me just make it straight. Schefter's very good at what he does. He's had two, to me, air balls. The Condoleezza Rice story, I just I mean, I just don't get it, how that, how that story is, how anybody could defend that story. It's like there, he, she was going to interview for the head coach, but she wasn't going to interview for the head coach. And then the Browns and Condoleezza Rice both say it's not true. Now, I get it. Sometimes you write a story and the people involved, the principals, go on the record and say it's not true. You know, if you're a reporter, you have that happen, and it's a sign of a good reporter. But, like, when you have a story that's so out of left field, I think you got to anticipate what the response is going to be. And that one was like... I just don't. I just don't get it. I just right. think you have to drill down when you get when you get to that story. All right, I agree with you there. I, I think uh, uh, I, I don't know. I Adam Schefter. I have many thoughts on, but I don't want to get into it right now. It's an interesting, dude. Let's just say that. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll get into it another day. We've we've let's wrap this one up and save this for next time. Um, all right. What what should we? Last thing, give me a couple. What, what's the next step in this Adnan Verk situation? What are we waiting for next now? Uh, well, I, mean, I guess it goes to court. I got another story in mind, um, but let me work on it. I don't want to just say it on your All podcast. Right. Damn it. I was trying. All right. Good job. Yeah, good, good job with, uh, with Verk. Good stuff there. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks for coming on and uh, get some rest now after the big week. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Take it easy. Talk to you. Bye bye. All right, my thanks to Andrew Marshan. Did a good job there with the NN Verk story and uh, wrapping up. Really a nondescript CBS telecast. There's, there's not a ton to say. I mean, the game was a snooze fest, and I think it really hurt Nance and Romo. They tried their best to be lively and energetic and funny. There just wasn't a ton to chew on. So that's what you get with the Super Bowl. All right, that wraps up this edition of the SI Media Podcast. For more, check out the archives. Last week, Steve Carell, if you're an Office fan and haven't listened to it, give that one a download and make sure you rate and review. I appreciate it. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next week right here on the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. At 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.